0: guys still whisper when i'm not here or am i the only one who does it
1: i don't know i may just i I can't remember Uh,
0: maybe maybe okay i'll take a maybe welcome everyone to kassah live alex and i are here today to talk about the stuff and the things uh i see some familiar faces in chat ronnie adrian peggy mark addy breeze tones welcome welcome everybody welcome uh it is a dreary gray rainy Saturday here in western New York I don't know how Alex doing, is doing up north but same same yeah well I hope I hope some of you out there have some sunshine uh, because we certainly don't here it's just gross uh, along with a whole lot of gross legislation that we're going to be talking about so that's pretty pretty on brand for the day <laughs> yeah yeah
1: uh, a few other folks
0: in chat: Damien Green-eyed Lady, the Rising Phoenix, Vapory. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. And Replay Crew, thank you for tuning in as well. Um, I, this is my first stream back of the year. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know how to do this show, so I'm going to lean on Alex a lot today. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hop in his backpack and let him carry me through this stream because. This year has been wild. For me, there was like two other streams that we did that I was supposed to be here for and was not because life and
1: because you you work outside and yeah, outside. Just, yeah, just horrible. frozen
0: <laughs> frozen hell tundra. Um but yeah, I'm here today. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about all the things uh and the stuff. So, where do you want to get started today, man?
1: Well, um I guess I'll tell everybody about the broccoli we're going to force-feed you for the next, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, if you wanted your broccoli without cheddar on top, here, here it comes. Um, the, really, the point that we wanted to get into uh, with this is, obviously, this is just one big legislative rundown. Um, what we've seen so far, this is uh, by no means an exhaustive list. I, I would assume there are probably a few more bills out there, maybe more than a few that we I haven't captured in tracking or, or heard about. Um, but, um, if you've been paying attention at all, maybe for the last six months or a couple of years, um, then you've probably heard of something known as a PMTA registry bill. Um, and we have, uh, man, you know, I had written this down in my notes somewhere. So there's three States that already have these, uh, bills enacted, uh, Alabama, Nebraska, and I forget the third, and we were talking about it in chat the other day, and um, I think I need to go back and look that up because it's important. Um, but I I don't know. Let's see, Oklahoma is Oklahoma, Alabama, and um, Louisiana. Those are the three states that have enacted these PMTA registry bills. <clears throat> I don't have any data in terms of how well these are being enforced, um, but you can probably imagine, you know, once your state takes over doing FDA's job, um, they've it's a little bit easier for states to do this because they've got the human power, uh, and um, but I guess it, it all sort of depends on um, how invested they are in enforcing these laws. It's like any other ban, right? Uh, The state prohibits the sale of products that have not been authorized or granted some sort of provisional authorization through FDA. Uh, And, you know, they go in and they bust up shops and issue fines and tell people to take all these things off their shelves. And the next go,
0: and and fill the vacuum. We had a full robot Alex for that one. You just. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I just want to make sure everybody heard you.
1: Yeah. So I, well, my, my, my internet is fine. It's just for some reason I get this little thing up here on the, um, on the thing. So I'm not hardwired anyway. Um, I don't know what everybody missed out of that, but uh, the point is these bills oh, are horrible. Like the last
0: the last like five seconds of what you said.
1: Yeah. The, 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 the bills are bad. They are being promoted by tobacco companies. I think last week, last the last time we were on here, I was saying it was just one out of the two that you think it is. Uh, it's both of them um, in different states. Um, uh, one of them, I think it, it, they're they're both invested in this because they both have products that have been authorized. And so this is this is one of the ways that I tell myself, you know, I try the things I tell myself so I can get out of bed in the morning and not be just a lump of sad is <laughs> just business, which is not really that doesn't make me feel all happy and fuzzy, but um, it's, you know, on one hand, yeah, you know, we can assign all kinds of motivation to what they're doing, but you know, this is just business side of it. doesn't really make it any less, I guess, corrupt. Um, It, the effect of this is, well, I mean, on paper it would be to corner the market for these companies that have products authorized and for them, you know, it's kind of, you know, if we're really thinking about this, it's kind of hard to begrudge them from for doing this because they've spent the millions of dollars to go through PMTA. If they go to Tipsac for a modified risk order, they're spending millions more. I mean, it's almost the same song and dance. It's just a Tipsac. They have a you know a full full blown presentation. There are teams of people running slide decks and presenting and answering questions to FDA. It's a whole it's a whole event. Um, And there's a lot of investment that goes into that. So, again, can't really begrudge any company from for trying to make back their investment on getting FDA authorization. But at the end of the day, we all know and we all believe the courts know the courts have stated as much. The process is broken. FDA is not implementing PMTA in a way that is appropriate for the protection of public health. FDA's rollout of enforcement has been arbitrary and capricious, um, which I think some would argue You know, the reality is FDA is using its enforcement discretion to go after manufacturers that are selling products um, sort of defiantly. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not here to list a bunch of companies. Everybody can fill in their own blanks. Um, but, you know, these are products that are brightly colored, uh, which is not necessarily kid appealing, um, but they, they may be using things like cartoons to promote their their products. Um, again, define cartoon for me. Uh, what's the difference between a cartoon and an illustration in the eyes of the legislature? It may not be any different. Um, So, you know, when we get into marketing and branding and stuff like that, those conversations become very complicated. And that's not something that state legislatures want to deal with, nor does the FDA. Uh, And so they're just sort of going after products that, you know, according to surveys and and research and whatnot, are being used by a lot of kids, Um, which, you know, you know, look, I, I don't know how many of us remember being teenagers, but you know, in the 80s and early 90s, before marijuana was legal, uh, it wasn't hard to get a hold of. Uh, if I wanted to get alcohol, I just needed to know somebody with an older brother. Uh, nothing has changed. Uh, arguably, it's all been all become more accessible thanks to the internet and social media and other ways of, you know, doing those transactions. So um, while on paper, this looks like Tobacco companies acting responsible in the eyes of the regulator by, you know, taking on some of this responsibility for enforcement. The actual outcome is these products are being by, sold by people who haven't cared about your drug policy or tobacco policy or alcohol policy for generations. Uh, and that infrastructure exists. Um, and I will, uh, one of the bills on this growing list here is from Indiana. Um, we do have a call to action. If you're in Indiana, uh, go to our website and go to to click on, get involved. And from the drop down, see the state and local thing, click on state and local. And then we've got a big clicky map and you can click on the state of Indiana, scroll down and you'll find this call to action. Or if you're already a member, check your email. I'm pretty sure I sent an email out. Um, So uh, there was a hearing uh, this week on SB 227, uh, which is a PMTA registry bill. And one of the first witnesses testifying in favor of this bill, towards the end of his his remarks, referenced California and said, you know, these products are being sold. I think the cartels are involved and they just busted up some, you know, some place where they were being sold and they found fentanyl and all this other stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself while I'm watching the recording of this hearing, that that's exactly what this bill is setting up the state of Indiana or any other state for. You're gonna push all of this stuff on to an underground market, the same people who are selling counterfeit pills and you know illicit THC products and so on and so forth. They're just going to add this to their menu. I mean, they have already added it to their menu. Yeah,
0: it's been Um, on the menu.
1: And I I don't think, you know, I'm not here to drum up fear about, and they're going to put fentanyl in your nicotine vapes, because I don't think that's actually happening. We don't, we haven't seen, I don't think we've seen any credible evidence about that. We've seen statements made by local sheriff's departments, but as we should all come to suspect, that is not the most credible source They have their own agenda and it does involve funding. Um, So uh, and ideology, I'm sure it's still shocking to me to hear people talk about, you know, this, the, the, what I, what we have come to refer to as a a drug poisoning crisis um, uh, as, you know, being dismissive of people with substance use disorder uh, and uh, basically carrying this attitude of, well, you know, they deserve it. They're messing around with something that's illegal uh, and that is probably one of the least that is anti-compassionate uh, and not a very humane way to approach this this issue. um and so
0: um yeah my my eyes glaze over every time I get to an article where they ask for police officers or law enforcements uh, opinions on anything regarding drug policy or health policy. i just yeah. I just dismiss it like it's it, it it only matters once area they, arrive. of expertise they 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 shouldn't even be quoted but
1: carry on yeah. right. it, it's always former law enforcement that seem to have an enlightened view of the drug war uh, and we appreciate them speaking out as much sure, as they can we obviously had um leap on uh last oh, year oh yeah 100% um, yeah and so um uh, so anyway Indiana uh, you know these are just the, the the what I heard in that testimony was you know it, it's just one of those things where you kind of want to just you know grab the guy and say hey look do you, are you listening to the words coming out of your mouth like do you understand you're describing the hellscape that you're about to unleash on on your state if you adopt this this law um, so, um, Indiana is one of them. And I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, fill everybody in here on on what we've got up as far as the PMTA registry bills. Um, Virginia SB 550, um, that had, uh, I think it was supposed to have a hearing or it did have a hearing. Uh, we sent an alert out about that for, for Virginia. Um, Florida is probably the one that most people have seen. It was one of the earliest ones this year uh, that we saw. It's two bills. It's Uh, The House bill is 1007 and the Senate bill is 1006. Uh, At the beginning of the year, this was being promoted, I think, aggressively by actually Moody, the attorney general in Florida. Um, And uh, from what I understood, the bill sponsors actually didn't even know, which is hard to imagine because they deal with lobbyists all the time, um, did not know that this was being pushed by a tobacco company. Um, and so, uh, if you're in Florida, definitely go check out our call to action, take action. Uh, we need messages, phone calls. There are phone numbers up there. Uh, making phone calls are, it's a little bit, you know, it, it might be, you might be nervous, but that's okay. That means you're human. Uh, and just call up, tell your story, tell them you're opposed to these bills and say, thank you. Uh, it can be a nice, you know, doesn't even have to be three minutes. Uh, if you, you know, practice in the mirror, you can get this down to a minute um and and just tell them that you're opposed to this phone calls matter a whole lot and i don't have a way i don't have a good way to automate that these platforms have tried but uh, really it, it depends on residents of florida calling into the three phone numbers that we have on our website it's it's a little bit more um, but we've got the attorney general's office and then two of the bills sponsors uh listed yeah. so definitely take action there
0: And a a thing i like to remind folks about calling because i know that it seems really intimidating a lot of people to make those phone calls chances are you're either going to talk to a a recording like an answering machine or you're going to talk to a secretary who's just going to say "Hmm, okay all right i'll pass that along
1: yeah that's you're not you're
0: not gonna you're not gonna speak to ashley moody you're not gonna you know what i mean i've never once called and gotten chuck schumer (laughs) that's (laughs) never happened to me so um or kissed Kristen gillibrand or, or you know my my rep so um, Even if you
1: show up in person, you're gonna talk to staff. Most yeah, you're gonna talk
0: to staff and you know, they're not gonna say anything to you one way or another outside of you know, taking, you know, writing down what you have to say or, or passing the message along. It's really not nearly as intimidating um as, as you might make it out to be in your head. I know for a lot of people they've spoken to me like Logan, I I don't want to call my governor, you know. Um, but yeah, it's you're you're either gonna talk to an answering machine or or just a staff who's just there to hear what you have to say and, you know, jot it down and pass it along. So don't be afraid to make those phone calls. They matter.
1: Now that we've invoked Chuck Schumer, I, I feel, Oh God, like God, I'm so sorry. Do a, do a little bit about his crusade against Zinn <sighs> that he, he went on. Uh, I guess it was, it was last or this past it's, week. It's honestly Monday. been kind of
0: entertaining to watch the backlash though. I have to admit,
1: I, I'm sure it has been. I have, I, I'm, I'm not, paying much attention to twitter these days so <laughs> it's, I,
0: it's bipartisan I'm, backlash which is what i enjoy the most
1: yeah it's great i mean of, of all the things to decide to pick a fight with um a product that is arguably less risky than using nicotine replacement therapies um that's pretty dumb so um anyway um and i i like i like Zen, i use their cinnamon um six milligram on occasion sure. so yeah. um yeah. Anyway, I I will continue with the PMTA registry stuff before we get back to what we have active calls to action for. Um, Just going down my list, actually, not really in any particular order. Um, South Carolina, thanks for sharing this. Uh, Thanks for sharing, Allie, and thanks for sharing, Logan. Um, South Carolina, it's a Senate Bill 994. Um, This was introduced just a couple days ago, referred to the Committee on Medical Affairs, uh, we will be getting a call to action up for this soon, uh, so if you're in South Carolina, make sure to check your emails. Uh, South Dakota SB one one six, this was introduced in on the twenty second, uh, referred to Senate Health and Human Services. The next meeting was on the twenty fourth, and it wasn't on the agenda, so we're keeping an eye on that. Um, Nebraska LB twelve ninety six um, let's see, this has a hearing in general affairs on February 5th. So we'll get, we'll be getting something out about that next week. Um, that is at one 30 in room 1510. I don't know if that's subject to change, but we'll update that as we get information. Um, so we got, we got South Carolina, South Dakota, Nebraska. Um, let's see, New York, New York has a PMTA registry bill. Which is, so the interesting thing about this is it was introduced last year, uh, reintroduced or carried over this year and referred to health. Um, But New York already bans everything with the exception of tobacco flavors that have not received PMTA authorization. Um, So
0: listen, we just want to make these illegal products more illegal, Alex. Yeah,
1: uh, it's so i don't know maybe that's why it sat around on a desk for a year and nothing happened with it i don't want to you know i'm not going to be cocky about this but it is it is somewhat duplicative uh that you know we already have a ban in new york and it's not like you know the people who are already selling flavored vapes under the counter it's not like they're going to comply with any kind of have you heard about the new
0: registry bill we better stop what
1: we're doing (laughs) we're doomed now oh another but you know from the state's perspective it it's can be thing. another another, you know, uh set of of penalties. Sure. Um, I, maybe I'm not sure. And it feels or like just, just
0: it feels like one of those we gotta get it on the books kind of things.
1: It, New York. It, it could be, and I mean this yeah. is the thing, right? And and to be, you know, blunt, I I know one of these companies has someone in Albany who is I have heard referred to as one of the most powerful lobbyists in the state of New York. Um, so I, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm not surprised. It, it is a little weird, um, to, to sort of double down on, on a failing policy, but, um, but here we are. Um, also, you know, back to the nicotine pouches, you know, we have actually seen, uh, hands on team introduce in New York. I don't know, for like the last four or five years, something like that. Yeah. Um, I know it's Linda Rosenthal, I think.
0: Yeah. This, Um, this was something I remember discussing, uh, like with folks on my channel before I ever even joined CASA. So it's, this is not a new topic in New York by any means.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's been the same thing. And this is, you know, it's the same thing that happened with vaping, right? Rinse, repeat. Um, but with nicotine pouches and oral tobacco, those products have never been popular with young people i mean it's we're talking like below 5% always it's just never been a very popular product and um you know i'm sure everybody can speculate as to why that is but um you know i mean it's kind of hard to show off your rebellion when you're using the most discreet tobacco product on if, the market if i can
0: if i can find it later at some point i will share the post uh out on the Social media, formerly known as Twitter. Um, I don't remember who posted it, but it was something along the lines of like Schumer forgot to, you know, create a youth use epidemic before <laughs> trying to drum up support around these products. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought it was the the backlash behind this has just been extremely comical, uh, yeah. and and I think I think really speaks volumes too. There's there's a lot of folks out there that use these products. You know, in particular, we're seeing a lot of politicians who use these products i mean look if i was sitting through some of these like legislative hearings and things like that i'd have a pouch in 100 <laughs> percent, absolutely for sure so, i
1: i've and i've used them i you know the the funny thing i know that um swedish match ran a campaign in support of general snooze um years of years ago um something like uh you know, it was, first of all, well, one of them was show us your snoozy smile, which is not the best, but, um, you know, it was this whole campaign about how you can, you can use these products anywhere. Mm Uh, there is no spitting involved. There's no smoke, obviously. Uh, it's a very discreet product. I've used it in, um, in places where I'm, you're not even supposed to possess tobacco products, um, FDA. So, um, you know, but nobody's out there, you know,
0: with gloves on, running their finger through your mouth sure, sure. um that's incredible the, the, there are tins too that have that like kind of upper compartment too yeah. which is kind of nice because that way you're not like trying to look for a, a trash any, bin or somewhere to throw it
1: I, i'm going to lay down the gauntlet here any any nicotine pouch company who cares about their consumers
0: will have yeah that little upper container so you can you can take your, your pouch right out and, and throw it in there and either either save it for later or just a place to keep it so you're not Throwing your pouches out on the ground when they're done, or or what have you, you, later. you know. Don't save it for later. That's kind of that's kind of gross. Look, I don't know. It's your you know. <laughs> once you buy the thing, it's up to you what you do with <laughs> uh, it.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to snooze or use a nicotine pouch. Yeah. But I um,
0: think but, saving but it sure, yeah. I use in just my personal experience, I use uh, a brand of nicotine pouches. I use them regularly as a as a landscaper. I go all over the place. Sometimes I'm doing work. Um, at places where there's no vaping no smoking no yada 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 and they're they're a a godsend for me you know because then whether i'm there for a few hours i can i can get through that time obviously i still personally want to go enjoy a nice vape when i'm done but they work for me in those pinch situations or if we're you know we're going to the movies or something like that i want to throw a pouch in while i'm at the movies or whatever They're, they're great just for you know moments like that for me anyways so yeah
1: Yeah, for sure. So, and, and, you know, I don't know how seriously people are going to take things like Chuck Schumer's little outburst on Sunday, um, you know, in terms of uh, lending any credibility to claims that this is some sort of, you know, this is the next nicotine crisis or whatever he is all about. Um, Because again, it's just not showing up in the data. Kids aren't using these products. They don't like them. They don't care. Um, And, and, you know, this is something that needs to be widely available um, and, and it needs to be delicious too. So, um, yeah, agreed. So, uh, moving right along, let's see. We got the oh, Virginia has another. So, there's companion bills in Virginia HB 1069. We don't have anything up for this because it wasn't moving, the, the, the pressure was on um, uh, SB 550. We do have a call to action up for that um and uh i guess maybe we should drop all of these links in the notes or in the and when we Yeah, so
0: this. periodically throughout the show right now just because we have so many I'm just sh- I'm just sharing our state locator page um okay. so anybody there's a lot of calls to action out right now um and for anybody ever curious you don't just have to do it right now during the stream but if you're ever curious if there's something up for your state going on that link is going to take you to our state locator page and you you can just go right to your state and find out if we have a call to action that's currently going on for you that's the link that i'm going to share during our stream and then at the end i was going to have you just kind of again run through the list of states that you've shared today and then from there folks you know if if you're if you're in one of those states please please go do the call to action but yeah i'm just sharing our our overall state locator page
1: And I just dropped for your benefit and ease of use here. I just dropped a link to my Google doc there. I have this, all this listed on and all the links to the Casa calls to action are there. If you want to get more granular for folks. Um, So. So (laughs) Um, so, let's see. We got South Dakota, Nebraska. um, Let's see. New York. um, Vermont. Vermont has two bills. Uh, One is a flavor ban but the PMTA registry bill is HB 729. Um, I, I haven't checked that in the past couple of days. I don't know where that is, but the one that is the most concerning is the flavor ban. This is carried over from last session. Vermont's been trying to ban flavors, I think for a couple of sessions now. Um, and what's been going on is um, they're they're having hearings, but they're sort of by invitation only at this point. Um, I don't know that they've opened things up for a public hearing, Um I, I think it's. Sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> <sighs> um, I don't think do, it's. Do you feel uh, better? I do. I feel amazing. <laughs> sneezes <laughs> are great.
0: Sneezes are great. You ever sneeze sneezes, twenty times in a row?
1: Sneezes are free drugs. It's happened to me once. I, I've I've had like mild allergy attacks in the past, which is not pleasant. But no, just the one or two or three off sneeze fit. I sure. What sure, it, it is. is. It's
0: free drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so uh, S18 is the flavor ban. We do have a call to action up for this. Um, as I was saying, they are doing hearings, but they're sort of one-sided. They're by invitation only. I think uh, there was somebody from, from NATO. That's the uh, National Association of Tobacco Outlets. Um, is the only person I sort of saw on the news who had recently testified against the bill. Um, but again, you know, flavor bans and PMTA registry bills, they're basically one and the same, um, and uh, the outcomes are predictable. Um, so uh, there's that. If you're, if you're one of the, the few people in Vermont we have in our membership, um, please, please send a message opposing S18. Um, let's see what else. We got some more in here uh washington state uh that's that's another one pmta registry we started our our call to action on that uh, a couple weeks ago i think um that did have a hearing in labor and commerce i think i watched a little bit of that um uh and i don't have any updates as to the status um some good testimony though um so that's sb6118 if you're in washington state uh definitely send your messages So that is all of the PMTA registry bills so far. There are many more we expect to see. Um, I think most state legislatures are in session. I don't know how long it kind of takes them to fire up all the paperwork and this and that and rules and and start moving forward. But um, the other thing about this, and I think it's fair to say that uh, the companies promoting these PMTA registry bills waited until 2024, and rather than 2023, because this is kind of the short side of the session. Uh, most states are only in session for three or four months. Um, you've got like half a dozen that are like year-round stuff. Um, New Jersey—I don't think New Jersey's ever seen a bill it didn't like—but um, uh, so it, things move really quickly in the even-numbered years. And that's a lot harder to fight things like this. Um, and certainly, you know, with the lobbying power that these companies have and being able to sell it as kind of a common sense sort of thing, um, I think a lot of lawmakers are going to look past the negative outcomes and just say, yeah, this is what we should be doing. So they need to hear from you. Um, it, for me, it's it's I have this weird battle of like, you know, trying to I, I, I don't I I don't know, fighting back against something that feels so common sense is, is difficult for me. But one of the ways I look at this is sort of how states handled cannabis legalization. Um, you know, the, the federal government, it's, it's been, it's been on schedule, it's schedule one, right?
0: Yeah. Cannabis was schedule schedule one. one. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, the, the penalties are, are, are severe, uh, for considering what the drug is and, uh, but states, Stood their ground and have done their own legalization process as, as things went on, and a lot of this was, um, you know, built on making that use case for cannabis, the the medical, the 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 health benefits, the medical benefits, uh, and so on. And it's another, you know, it's one of those things that that we've all been, you know, focused on. I think for the past few years is, you know, anytime you've heard anybody say, you know, they're using nicotine for ADHD or IBS or um, you know, people with schizophrenia, um, are using it to manage their symptoms. This sure. is all about you know, family history of Parkinson's, Parkinson's, etc. And, and, you know, one of the reasons I had heard why nootropics were, or why Zinn was so popular or nicotine pouches are so popular with a lot of people is that they're using it as a nootropic. So sure. there are legitimate use cases for nicotine that don't involve just strapping people to a pack of cigarettes for the rest of their lives. Uh, and certainly, as we experience nicotine, we consume it in safer ways, we can manage the dosage a lot easier than if we're stuck with uh, you know a, a, a disposable or pod system that's only offered in one or two nicotine strengths, or if we're stuck with cigarettes. Um, we have those options. And if FDA is not authorizing a range of products that come in a range of nicotine strengths, then they are, as predicted, just handing the industry over to incumbent tobacco companies, and yeah. that's not that's not appropriate for the protection of public health.
0: Sure, this we always need this need need all need falls, need you need know, need right into that. the, you know, I I know I harp on the the phrase tools in the toolbox, but that's what we need. The more the more tools yeah. in the toolbox, the better for everybody.
1: Yeah. So um, that's the PMTA registry rundown, and then we'll get to the rest here. Um, the next up on the things that we have calls to action. Up for um, Rhode Island uh, is looking at a looking at an 80 percent wholesale tax on vapor products. Uh, this is in a larger you know, budget appropriations or budget bill. Um, this is H uh, 7225. And when we talk about budget bills, these are must pass bills. Uh, so this this bill will likely pass at some point, but in the process. The legislature has to you know, root out stuff that is not going to work. Uh, and this 80% wholesale tax should be branded as not going to work. Also in this bill is uh, those in Rhode Island may know that the Rhode Island Department of Health banned flavored products several years ago. Um, but that's just a health department regulation. Uh, this bill would codify that into state law. Uh, and so we want to prevent that as well. So it's all everything in Article Six, Section Sixteen needs to go. Um, um, actually, maybe everything in Article Six. I might have to update our call to action again. Um, so anyway, yeah, right throw now the Article big,
0: Six out the window. We yeah, just just,
1: just scrap the whole thing. Um, uh, but at the moment, uh, you know, in terms of what you're facing, in terms as far as what is going to restrict your access, um, that eighty percent wholesale. Tax is is something that people are going to feel uh, with anything that's left on the market, um, but all of it should be scrapped. Um, we already talked about Washington, uh, Michigan. Uh, this is the this is the heavy hitter. This is the the suite of bills. The yeah, there's a of lot.
0: Bills. There's a lot going on in Michigan
1: right now. Yeah. And and I need I need some updates. I don't know if Mark isn't here, but um, I, I need some updates as to where Mark all was. I don't
0: know if Mark is still here. Uh, he you was know, at the top of the we're, hour. We're though. usually
1: on in his shop when when we're on. So um, but Mark. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I should probably just send you an email and, and get get the details on where this is and what's going on. Um, I have four bills on my list here. I think there's three of them that we're really paying attention to. That are the the meat and bones. <laughs> it still sucks here. Sorry, man. We <laughs> love you, of, Mark. Sorry, I'm brother. Sure torch going though.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, I mean it, it. It sucks balls out there, but you know, Mark is still helping people quit smoking. So there's your real public health hero. Um, we do have Martin an active Vernon call to man, action. True
0: public health heroes, right there.
1: So we do have an active call to action up for Michigan. The three bills that uh, this is, um, that we're targeting are SB 647, um, which would repeal state preemption. Uh, and we'll talk about that before we conclude here. Um, uh, 640, which is tax, uh, act a percent wholesale tax on nicotine product, nicotine vapor products. It would raise the tax on other tobacco products which in Michigan includes nicotine pouches uh, and smokeless uh, it would raise that tax from 32 percent to 57 percent um, not quite a hundred percent tax hike but pretty damn close um, and it would raise the tax on cigarettes from 2 to 350 a pack <clears throat> which has gone over like gangbusters around the country um, and then uh, SB649 is a flavor ban. Uh, The other one here I have on the list that I didn't really get into and what we're, you know, asking lawmakers about is HB 5198 Uh, prohibits descriptors and certain marketing of flavored nicotine products. It's not a ban, but it would prohibit retailers from marketing any products with flavors other than tobacco. So I imagine that's maybe that's a little bit of like, you know, Quebec uh, where, like, cigarettes are behind that opaque shield. There's no, you know, uh, there's no marketing materials around the store saying buy this, you know, pina colada flavor or whatever.
0: Yeah, you kind of um, just have to guess if there's a, a case behind the counter with a sliding door that that's where the cigarettes are.
1: <laughs> I imagine or uh, probably a menu might you know because it's not something that's out on display it's something you have to ask for I'm not sure how people would work around something like that but yeah um, I don't, I, I don't I have, have any here. experience
0: with that situation so <laughs>
1: yeah um <clears throat> so uh I'd have it in here sort of an honorable mention um and so uh that's what's going on in Michigan and uh, the recent update is it still sucks um so uh <laughs> um Met with the bill sponsors and committee members in a few days. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I'll hit you up after at uh, some point next week and see what's going on. Um, so now uh, these are things that are sort of pending in my notes. Um, I still need some, uh, probably some more information uh, as to how things are going, but Colorado is looking at a bill that would i originally thought of this as a flavor ban but it might turn out to be depending on where in colorado you live uh, and we're back to uh, preemption again uh sb 22 would allow uh board of county commissioners to adopt regulations that are that exceed the state rules Um, so, uh, this would be uh, adopt an ordinance or resolution to regulate the distribution of cigarettes, tobacco products, or nicotine products, and prohibit the distribution or sale of cigarettes, tobacco products, or nicotine products, including flavored cigarettes, flavored tobacco products, or flavored nicotine products. Um, (laughs) so, uh, this was assigned to the committee on local government and housing, uh, and as of, uh, January 23rd, there was no hearing scheduled. So I'll check back with that and see where it's at. Um, but, uh, so that's another preemption thing we'll talk about. Um, let's see, there's some, something goofy in Illinois, New Jersey's got a couple of bills. SB 1947, uh, prohibits the sale of flavored cigarettes, menthol, uh, and flavored premium, non-premium cigars and oral nicotine pouches. So New Jersey's hopping on that fake epidemic or fake panic, uh, manufactured panic bandwagon with nicotine pouches. Um, and I don't have anything up for that, but, um, it is on my list here. SB 1947. Um, I uh, got another pharmacy ban. People don't get too excited about those, but that's what New Jersey is doing. Uh, kind of surprised New Jersey hasn't banned sales of tobacco products and pharmacies already. Um, we did Virginia, um, HB 790 in Virginia would be a six a six cent point zero zero I'm sorry point whatever call it round up it's seven cents point um, oh six six dollars on uh, closed system products a ten percent wholesale tax on open system liquid uh, there are licensing requirements for manufacturers distributors distributors and retailers. Um, and creates a new safety requirements related to the advertising, marketing, and labeling of nicotine liquid. I don't know that that's got a lot of legs, but um, just to be aware, there is a tax bill in Virginia. Um, and so right down here at the very bottom of the list, I do take pleasure in reporting that we had a win in Ohio. Uh, the Senate voted to override uh, Governor DeWine's veto of a preemption, uh, provision in the state's budget bill, which was HB 33.
0: Well done, Ohio.
1: Yeah. Excellent work. Thank you. Pat yourselves on the
0: back, Ohio. Well done. Uh,
1: and so what this means is, and I think the, the veto override takes effect in the spring. I don't know that this has an immediate effect. Um, so this is not, that that's not the best news for retailers, but, um, for, Folks in Columbus and any municipality in Ohio where flavor bans have been implemented, um, those are about to go away. If you can yes. hold out until this takes effect, um, you you should be able to return to selling to the people who really need these products. Um, so uh, that I think that that setup there takes us into a conversation about preemption and why um, we are supporting. Uh, undoing um, uh, where we're supporting preemption, supporting sorry, the undoing the preemption of, of like ridiculous patchworks of legislation within a state.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is something I just wanted um I wanted alex to to take a, a minute here, us to have a conversation about preemption because I think it's a it's a topic that easily confuses. Um, A lot of advocates and stuff online when I see this topic kind of get thrown around. And so I just wanted, you know, to to take a moment to kind of discuss why um, we're in favor of this, even though this seems kind of on paper, like a lot of times it's like, oh, more, more bigger government. Don't we want local small governments to have the choice to have the ability to do what they want to do for their constituents? So why... Why is this like oh big government preemption? Why is this a good thing in this case? Why is this something that we support? So
1: one of the things that we've seen over the years uh, of doing this is it, essentially the the anti tobacco folks have literally adopted the big tobacco playbook. Um, one of the things that they learned in their fight in the you know seventies, eighties, and nineties was. Um, you know they the, they had a hard time getting the entire country to do anything because tobacco companies were so well entrenched in state houses that they were you know just being fought you know up and down I, i'm not quite sure how much how serious tobacco companies were lobbying at the local level but essentially one way to look at this whether or not it's accurate it is um you know they've adopted that strategy in within states and so that's, you know, Massachusetts and California were great examples of this. Even let's go all the way back to 2009, when New Jersey adopted, uh, the, you know, folded in vaping with smoking for the purposes of banning it in indoor public spaces and outdoor public spaces. Uh, that, that happened at a, you know, county by county level. And so it was, it's very difficult for us uh, and even the tobacco companies to stay on top of stuff like that. And what happens is, The antis will pass this legislation at the local level. And then once they have a certain percentage of the state's population living under these policies, they go to the state and say, look, we've got most of the state living under this already. Just make it statewide. And so what we're advocating for is that the state laws and in most of the states, they don't allow, uh, well, They either don't allow or they haven't really had this issue pop up. But um, in in a lot of states, there's already preemption Um, where there isn't preemption. You see this municipality by municipality or county by county march to implement policies. They create a patchwork of regulation, which, you know, again, puts consumers at risk. Um, And uh, really, we want to put a stop to their ability to basically muscle in and 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 pressure municipalities to pass anti-vaping, anti-tobacco harm reduction legislation, um, and they're pretty efficient at this. Uh, if you go to Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids website, you can see the hundreds hundreds of local governments that have adopted anti-vaping, anti-THR policies. Um, and really, what you want in terms of health policy is some sort of uniformity. Um, you know, this is. We were talking before we came on and you know when people think about preemption as you were sort of teeing up there they think about you know the state government taking away the ability of municipalities to meet the demands of and needs of their you know the local population well for health policy that's not something that's necessarily dependent on you know what county what you're in, or yeah, where right. you live. I mean, other than other, you know, things like structural racism and structural violence and all of that stuff. Sure, you know, your zip code should not ideally matter in terms of of health policy. Everybody deserves to to have the same kind of health coverage, and ideally, health policies are uniform at the federal level. Right, um, but in what we're dealing with right now we want to at least get some state level preemptions so that we don't have to keep putting out fires in, in towns and cities across your state. Um, yeah.
0: Cause it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a lot harder to deal with too. I mean, yeah, just it's, a lot, the board. it's a lot
1: harder to deal with. And again, it creates that patchwork of regulation. So people yeah. will just go to the next County and get what they want. Um, and, or, you know, there are, there's always that criminal element that's going to step in and take advantage of a vacuum. And, and so you know that we, all of the arguments against prohibition come into play here, sure. um, but you know what we want to see are states setting reasonable policies and yeah. telling evidence-based policies, evidence-based, consumer-driven policies yeah. and health, you know, appropriate appropriate for the protection of public health. Uh, that counties and and cities aren't going to go above and beyond and start creating new issues of public health, like an underground illicit market where um, people can buy pretty much
0: whatever they want. uh, No assurances of quality. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, uh, for that, that whole rundown, just because, you know, I, I think that topic gets kind of I don't think muddied is the right word here, but I, I don't want people to think that Cassa is just always in favor of preemption for every topic that exists ever. We're right. We're here to do this, you know. We're here for uh, nicotine policy and, and tobacco harm reduction and, and protecting these, you know, your rights to these products. That's what we're here to do. And and for that purpose, um these these kind of uh laws are something that we're in support of. You know, Alex and I were talking about like. Uh, environmental laws. That's a situation where, you know, preemption is probably not a great thing. Like, you know, the environmental needs of folks in New York are not the same environmental needs of folks in Texas or something like that, where you want those more localized um, and state kind of governments. You want that smaller government really involved there because they can address those needs for that area. But when we're talking health policy and specifically here, tobacco and nicotine policy, you know, we are in favor of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, and, and the other thing I think Addie Tooney is pointing this out, I'm maybe jumping ahead here, but one of the arguments that I've made and some of the stuff that we've written and in the testimony we've submitted, uh, especially at the local level, is that, you know, states are going to have better access to, to more experts, more information, um, and, and they're going to be able to make this be more diligent about making a decision on something like this. Whereas, you know, at the county level, you know, the people on your city council, you know, in a lot of places, this is just this is a part time gig for them. They've, they're running a hardware sure. store or, yeah. you know, a landscaping company or they're, they're doing something. They have another job and they are not a subject matter expert on all of this, nor are they going to have the best access to subject matter as experts. Uh, and yes. so a lot of time they're just sort of going to be subject to the talking points of the campaigns that mm-hmm. are pushing these these policies without a, a balanced view
0: of, of what's going on. And I don't I don't want to necessarily say like areas like that are easy pickings, um, but they kind of are there. It's it's are. a lot easier for folks from, you know, anti campaigns and stuff to influence, um, you know, policymakers in those areas. And it's just it's just better, um, you know, for this to be at a, a broader state level. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: another it's another side of the coin of, you know, these are people who are from the community, in the community, they're on the city council. And if they're, you know, portrayed as support supporting big tobacco, well, you know, they've got to go run their store after the city council meeting, they've, they've got to, you know, go meet with clients or whatever. And if if they are branded as some sort of, you know, cigarette sympathizer, because they've opposed, a, you know, a ban on flavored vaping, um, that's, that's going to put a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Um, whereas state lawmakers, you know, in some states, they also have the thing where they're, you know, I think West Virginia, um, a lot of state lawmakers, you know, they have a, a full-time job outside of what they do in the legislature. Um, but you know, for most cases, you know, their, their, their primary job is m- dealing with policy. So, um, and, and they do have more tools at their disposal to be diligent about reviewing these things. See um, yeah. policies, you know it's at the federal level, but if we got to settle for statewide um, it's a much better, much better way to do it. And hopefully uh, it allows for continued access to less harmful nicotine products. Absolutely. So um, I think, I think we covered all of the bases and this definitely went longer than I expected. I thought I was going to zip through this and be done in like half hour, 45 minutes, but here we are coming up on the end of the hour.
0: We are, we are. And for, for folks curious how 2024 is going, We basically had a 45 minute legislative rundown and it's January. Um, (laughs) I don't mean to paint that as like doom and gloom, but this is going to be a year for folks to really be on their toes um, and paying attention. I I will actually say
1: something I thought about earlier today, and I definitely wanted to get this remark on is, you know, when we're looking at these PMTA registry bills, there needs to be as much concern and enthusiasm about opposing these things as we saw back in 2014 when FDA gave us the the um, the draft deeming regulation, deeming this is the yeah. same. This should be the same level of panic. If you have one of these bills in your states, this is an existential threat to not just the industry but people's access to these products. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't want to see people buying products. I don't, it's, it's it's shameful that people have to buy these things, you know, under the table or in a parking lot or you know have somebody deliver it to your house discreetly. You know, all this under the radar cat and mouse nonsense is just not how these products need to be uh, used by people. Um, and so but this is this is the world that, you know, 10 years ago when we were trying to get people involved in, in writing comments to FDA, um, this is the same situation. It's just happening state by state right now uh and so you know tell your friends tell your vape shops be on the lookout for these bills we're trying to cover as much as we can we absolutely need your help in doing it um but uh yeah this is this is a this is a tobacco company promoted death knell of the independent vapor industry yeah something like that i know those words don't make sense but you get the idea
0: (laughs) yeah look you did great (laughs) words are hard man um, so really quick. Yeah. Legislative rundown from hell already. Um, if you happen to live in Rhode Island, Indiana, Washington, Virginia, Florida, Michigan, Vermont, um, and for pending calls to action that uh, are are, you know, on their way. And Alex is working on Colorado, South Carolina, South Dakota, Nebraska, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, Vermont, Virginia. Washington, uh, just a whole slew, just a whole slew that we've got there. Um, So, again, I didn't post links directly to any of these. They'll be in, uh, you know, comments for the show and things like that. They're obviously always listed in our blog every week. Um, And then I have been dropping the Get Involved State Locator link uh, to CASA with the clicky map. You just if you know the state, the, the shape of your state and where you are, you just click it right there. Scroll down. The, uh, the current calls to action that are live are gonna be listed below. Please get involved. Um, and like we talked about calling, it's always a good time to call your policymakers. Um, it doesn't have to be a, 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 you know, sweat fest, intimidating, knees shaking type situation. You're either gonna talk to a, a voicemail or you're just gonna talk to somebody who's gonna say, okay, I'll pass your information along. Um, so calling is great. Please call, please fill out the calls to action. They literally only take a second. Alex and I, you know, before the show, I said I was going to do like a call to action on the show and show people I'm not going to do it. It's super simple. Um, It's your basic information, your name, where you live, stuff like that. And then we always take the time to write something out for you. But it is super important for you guys to include. And it doesn't have to be nine paragraphs long, but your story at the beginning of that pre-written email section. Um, It does. Alex and I had a discussion about spam folders and keeping these things out of spam folders that applies. But the the bigger picture here really is the importance and power of your story. Uh, It it matters. It has a a real impact. Um, So please include uh, again, doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to write an autobiography here, Um, your name, what you do, how long you smoke for what these products have done for you, what they mean to you and your health and your family and whatnot. Share your story. Um, and if you haven't yet, a great time to share your story would be right then too. Over on kasa.org on the testimonials page, uh, share your story there as well. Because our collection, Kassah, all of us, we are all Casah. That collection is growing, and it matters. And it is a a a testament. Testament? That's not a word. A, a, a testament, testament. A monument? I don't know. It's a it's a a, a testament. To, to all of this to to these products and what they've done for for folks across the country okay what do you say man i will well real
1: quick apathy miller i saw that you said you've got an appointment to meet with uh, ashley moody's office um good job excellent and um and yeah I, i i wouldn't expect to talk directly to to her or any lawmaker but um their staff that's their job. They're there to listen and and just to dovetail on what Logan was saying about making phone calls. Just remember, the person you're talking to on the phone, it is their job to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, be nice, obviously, uh, that should go without saying. Um, be courteous. I saw somebody get reprimanded in a committee hearing for being a little too loud and a little too aggressive. I understand their frustration, but. Um, definitely hold back on, on any name calling or accusations or anything like that. Sure. Um, especially when you get down, you know, if you start going down those conspiracy theory, rabbit holes, uh, it, it does turn people off. Yeah, so just, just
0: make your call say, yeah. you know, Hey, my name is when I call, my name is Logan Evans. I'm 32 years old. I'm a father of two. I'm a landscaper. I smoke cigarettes for over a decade. And these are the products that have quite literally saved my life. And I am in opposition of this bill. For that very reason, thank Absolutely. you. Please pass my message along. Yep. That is, I mean, that is that's the phone call. Like that's that's what I do every time that I call these offices. It doesn't have to be this big, drawn out, drawn out song and dance. It doesn't have to be something to worry about. And I I only address this because I know a lot of people have that anxiety of making the call. Doing an email is one thing, right? Like doing I, do, a call I, still do. I get nervous. So. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, it's something that. You know, if you practice that or you've had it written out, put it on a note card, type it up, do your little spiel and say thank you and have a nice day. Um, and that's that's really all it is. That's all it comes down to. And it can make the world of difference when, you know, that that secretary or that staff person or whatever hands over this list. Hey, I received, you know, 50, 60, 70, 150 phone calls today you know of of very concerned constituents voicing their opinions and opposition to this bill um you know that can that can really set the tone and, and matter and, and
1: and you never know i we there was something that happened in montana i think it was montana or wyoming years ago um yeah, one of the sparsely populated square states um and we had i think 16 people sign up in opposition to a bill and one of the committee staff noted that it was the most opposition to any bill they had seen. Uh, yeah. And so you never know a, a, a committee by committee, it can be very different. It could be five people. that's all it that's all it takes. Um, it, it, but they may you know in bigger you know more more densely populated places you know we probably need dozens and hundreds of folks but you never know how many it takes. It could just take one really compelling story and I know I know for a fact some of our members have those very compelling stories.
0: Uh, And so that's that is one of the most important things to share. You know, really quick too, just on the topic of stories and calls to action, uh, a good bit of advice and what I do for calls to action that I can that I can do is I have my story typed up. Uh, So whether you type it up in like a Word document or the notes app on your phone or something like that, so you don't have to do this every time because again, you can do calls to action more than once. Please do them more than you can do them more than once. Just copy and paste. Make that easier on yourself. Why not make things that are this critically important just even that much easier? Kassah makes it as easy as we possibly can. Go that extra step and just make it super easy on yourself. Copy and paste your story in. Fill it out. Hit send. Boom. Share it. Don't forget to share it. When you get done, there's all sorts of buttons that you can click to share it all over the interwebs. Do that as well. Share it. Um, And then if you happen to have a minute to donate or a dollar to donate to Kassah, we can definitely put it to good use. Um, donate page is, is always up. It's going, it's there for everybody's, uh, you know, monies. We'll use them. We will, we promise we'll put them to good work. Um, or, or if you want to get something back for your monies, the merch page is pretty sweet too. You can be a walking billboard of tobacco harm reduction, sweet designs, courtesy of our president, Danielle Jones. Awesome stuff over there. Awesome stuff. I feel like I've already drifted into the ending spiel. Do you want me to just run right through it? Yeah, this would be the time to do it. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for showing up today. Uh, great, great stream. Great stuff. Thank you, Alex, for going through that laundry list of, of calls to action and stuff going on all around the country right now. Like, I will uh, drop one more time in chat the state locator page. Um, so if you if you heard your state called or you just want to see what's going on, if there's something going on right now in your state, head over to Kassah.org. Go to that link right there state locator page under get involved uh state and locally it's all going to be right there put logan's face on a t-shirt and i'll buy one we can make it happen face me we can make it happen only if you promise to buy one though um (laughs) uh but yes thank you everybody here uh head over to casaw.org if you haven't already become a member do it today it's absolutely free we're only going to email you when it matters we're not going to fill your inbox with all sorts of junk and crap and stuff you don't need to know we will email you with important things that you can get involved with Um, check out our blog that Kristen works on every week uh it's a it's a great place to not only find calls to action but other things that are going on out there science good science bad science ugly science we used to do the good bad and ugly uh thing here so she's got all sorts of science that she puts up, commentary, articles that are going on. Kristen works on it every week for you guys. Check out the blog as well. Uh, if you are on Facebook, this is this is a weird one for me because I don't use Facebook, but I know a lot of you do. If you're on Facebook, we have state pages for every state and area, locality, whatever across America, including uh, Puerto Rico and, and everywhere. So check out the state pages if you're there and that's a great place too When we talk about like all the ways that we track bills and things that are moving there's a lot of local small stuff across the country that we don't personally through the systems we use always have the ability to catch but you guys might be able to catch those but there's been a number of times where we've gotten a heads up from somebody on a state facebook page and we were able to put out something for it a heads up a call to action some way for folks to spread that and get involved. So please join your state Facebook groups. If you use Facebook, I highly encourage that you do it. What else we got? We'll be back in two weeks. I think, uh, I think I've think i pretty much gone over the spiel. I don't know. I haven't done it. I haven't done it in a year, Alex. <laughs> it's been a whole year. I haven't done a spiel years? since 2023. So Feels like I don't it, know yeah. if I've missed anything, but I think I pretty much covered all the bases. This. I, I think uh, you nailed it. This will be available in audio format across the board by the end of tomorrow for folks out there. Also replay crew, huge shout out to you again, share this, share this far and wide, share your calls to action far and wide, share Kassa far and wide. You guys post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram, post it on Facebook, text it to random phone numbers. Just get it out there. (laughs) That's it, everybody. I think we're done. Thank you. One last time from us. Uh, for being here for being awesome for being excellent that's it that's all i got man cool take care of each other all right yeah be excellent to each other you guys and just as importantly be excellent to yourselves we will we'll see you next time We're out of here.